Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. Just want to welcome everybody onto today's episode. It is episode 102, or actually, sorry, 103. Uh, you know, just um, really getting uh, really getting things going when it comes down to the podcast. Want to make sure that I'm cranking out more episodes here for you guys. I am recording this on an early Friday morning. It is October 21st, 2022. Yes, it is my birthday, everybody. It is my 30th birthday. Uh, so definitely excited, definitely very happy to go and celebrate another year of my life. And honestly, when it comes down to everything, I am just getting more and more excited each and every day because uh so much has changed in my life here and well not so much but things have changed in my life here recently uh where things have just kind of gotten better you know i feel like i'm you know in a way just kind of getting started and uh, especially when it comes down to this podcast thing i really want to just continue to grow it as much as i can i want to be able to go ahead and just uh see see exactly where it'll take me but I definitely want to send my appreciations to every single one of you who continue to go and listen to the podcast. And again, if you have any friends, family members or anything like that, uh, co-workers that you think that might enjoy this, definitely don't hesitate to pass this on. And I would definitely greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, so just to give you guys a breakdown of what's going to be going on in today's podcast, I am going to be talking about the Raiders and the Lakers as well in this one. Uh, So when it comes down to the Raiders, I am going to be doing a bit of a preview for the Texans game on Sunday's game. So the other thing would be a little bit about, you know, just kind of the storylines or kind of big topics when it comes down to the Raiders, when it comes down to the Texans. I'll let you know what the Raiders really need to do or what they need to focus on in order to go ahead and get a walk away with the W or walk away with the win. I'll talk to you guys about what the Texans are probably going to be looking for and where the key matchups are going to be and overall what my prediction for the game overall will be. I'll talk to you guys as well about the Lakers, as I mentioned. I'll be doing a a little bit of a post-game kind of a thing when it comes down to last night's game against the Clippers. It was an unfortunate loss, uh, 103-97, to a lot closer than a lot of people were thinking, and a lot more things were going on in that game that 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 will be talked about. Uh, I'll also be doing a little bit of a preview for Sunday's game, really just kind of letting you guys know how I'm really excited and how I'm planning on uh, celebrating my my birthday. So guys, just get right into it here, guys. It's just going to be talking about the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders have a really big game coming up after going through their bye week. It's been about two weeks now since they've um, actually played a game. It's um, so, you know, super excited when it comes down to it overall. I really think it's going to be an opportunity for the Raiders to come away with another another victory. Uh, as we know, we haven't really had too many of those. We only had one of them so far. <laughs> you know, it's um, I really think that that record really doesn't speak to how good the Raiders really are. I'm really thinking that they just need to go in and make a few adjustments and hopefully those adjustments or changes or things that they just worked on overall 
have happened over this uh, uh, bye week. So just to go and talk to you guys about those things that I'm hoping that they probably worked on. The one thing you guys probably heard about it, you guys, if you guys listen to my podcast, you guys probably ended up hearing about it when I talked about after that uh, Chiefs game. The Raiders need to make sure that they are not shooting themselves in the foot. It's as simple as that. They continue to go ahead and have untimely penalties, untimely, you know, mistakes or or whatever the case is. You know, they tend to, you know, make mistakes at the at the wrong, super wrong times when it comes down to it, um, especially when it comes down to penalties and all that. You know, you really hope that they worked on that, that they, you know, because you got to go in and see that that was one of the main things that they focused on over the offseason, you know, during training camp and everything. Um, especially with having Josh Josh McDaniels, you know that that Patriot teams, you know that that I, to me, I know a lot of people, oh, that we don't want the Patriot way and all this and that, blah blah blah. But honestly, that if he's gonna bring anything from the Patriots, that's one of the things that I want him to bring. You know, the Patriots have always been known for a team that doesn't shoot themselves in the foot. You know, they don't make penalty, they don't make stupid penalties or anything like that, especially things that are under your own control when it comes down to it. You know, but and that's one of the main things that I'm hoping that they had a chance to work on. I'm really hoping that the other thing is that they figure out that the run, that the running game is where it's at for them. Josh Jacobs has been absolutely incredible ever since uh, the beginning, the beginning of the season. Honestly, he continues to show that he's going to be an elite running back. Um, I honestly don't see any reason why we shouldn't be able to go and feed the ball over to him. And speaking of the running side of the of the game. It is going to be very important for the Raiders to go ahead and stop the running game, which they have been. You know, you just kind of hope that they just continue to work on that or that they continue that, you know, when it comes down to it. Because the Texans do have a pretty good uh, rookie when it comes down to their running back. Uh, dude is super, super. Um, he's kind of kind of like Josh Jacobs in a way, if you if you if you would. Um, he's not a big dude or anything like that, but he, well, he's small. He's not like tall or anything like that, but the dude's big. Like he's able to go ahead and break tackles. He's able to, um, have people, he's able to just put people on their butts overall, you know, when it comes just similar to Josh Jacobs, but just by lowering that shoulder and running right through the guy. Um, but at the same time, they are very, very quick and very elusive. Uh, so you definitely want to keep a close eye on that guy. The main part, or the main thing, the Texans—they don't have much of a of a of a passing game. So you might be able to go ahead and see that the pad that the that the DBs are gonna have maybe a little bit of a you know easier day or something like that. But overall, you just want to make sure that the team is just um, keeping an eye on everybody, or just making sure that they're not giving up those big plays. Because if they give up those big plays or big runs, you know you're gonna have a hard time keeping these guys out of the end zone. Uh, they have one of the best, um, I mean, I, I want to say one of the best conversion rates in the red zone this season when it comes down to the Texans. Uh, so you definitely want to make sure that the that the defense is doing their best by making sure that they're not picking up big yardage or that they're, you know, making sure that they're uh, making field goals or going or attempting field goals rather than going for touchdowns. Uh, because for one, they have that really good running game and that, that running back that they have this rookie, he has a really big knack for being able to go in and get into the end zone, similar to Josh Jacobs. You know, so you have a lot of things that you want him going to keep an eye out there for the Texans. Um, now, some of the things that the Raiders can definitely focus on, or that I'm hoping that they that they can achieve in this game, you, I'm hoping that honestly, this offense starts to show how 
dynamic they really can be. You know, all through the offseason, you know, as soon as that Devontae Adams trade ended up happening, all you can talk about, all you can even think about, I know I was, all I could think about is that three-headed monster. Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. And I still think that there's a lot of capability. There's still a lot of potential there. You know, but I really think that the running game is going to be the thing that's going to facilitate that. If you have a strong running game, you're going to be able to open up things for your passing game. It's just as simple as that. You can't have one without the other, you know, and, and at least not, at least in my opinion. But overall, just think about it. What are teams going to do? Who are they going to double up? It's not like you can double up Darren Waller. You're going to leave Devontae Adams, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league, wide open. I mean, you got to see how this guy was able to basically on his own get us into a position of, of being one point behind from the Chiefs. You know, this dude was able to go in and score two touchdowns or, or leave himself wide open for two touchdowns rather quick. You know, but. It is one of the things that I'm hoping that they have a chance to work on because if this offense really gets going, it won't even matter how good our defense is, which I am hoping that they get better because as far as the running game goes, they have that a lot. They're really good. They just need to apply a little bit more pressure to the quarterback. And in a way, in order for, to make that happen, it is going to make the se- it is going to involve the secondary to get a little bit better making sure that they're not leaving these um, wide receivers, tight ends wide open as well, making sure that they apply a little bit more of uh, pressure towards them. Now, I know what you guys are going to probably say. It's going to be difficult because you got, uh, God, I can't even think about it. I know the Hobbs um, is his last name. God, I can't believe I forgot his first name. Uh, but anyway, but, um, but with Hobbs being out, you definitely are going to be missing him because dude, dude showed that he is capable of being one of those top um, cornerbacks in the league, especially being a number one cornerback. Now, we do have Anthony Everett coming back, a dude that we ended up signing over the offseason. Uh, we got him from the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you definitely are excited to see what that guy's going to be able to go in and bring to the team. Uh, but it is, well, overall, I am just excited. I'm, I am hoping that you know, with Texans being a team that doesn't really like to air the ball out or pass the ball so much, they kind of focus more on those shorter um, passes. But overall, you have to go in and just keep an eye out for that as well. It is just going to be important for the for the secondary to just make sure that they're keeping things on lock and not, not giving up big plays. And I really think that, that, uh, that our front seven is going to be able to contain the run and apply a little bit of pressure. I am just hoping that maybe... I don't know if it, if it's not Chandler Jones and maybe Cleveland Farrell uh, brings a little bit of uh, brings brings a little bit of uh, aggressiveness and maybe comes up with a sack or two. Maybe even if it's just one sack, honestly, if it's somebody else who's not Max Crosby who comes up with the sack, that's all I'm really asking for, you know. And I'm hope, but I'm hoping as well that it's somebody on the defensive line. You know, you have I think um, Hobbs who has one, and I think uh, Josh or um, Jonathan Abram who has the other sack on the team, but. Overall, if uh, Raiders kind of focus on all that, if some of those changes or some of those things come up in this game, I, I see no reason why the Raiders shouldn't be able to come up with the victory. You know, um, I, I really noticed that one of the things that I've been hearing everywhere is this whole thing with Devontae Adams. You know, everybody keeps on talking about that and everybody keeps on making a big deal out of it. Notice that I, up to this point, 
have not mentioned it because it's not even on Raider and nobody on Raider Nation is even thinking about that. But just to go ahead and let you guys know, and the reason why I haven't really brought it up or anything like that, I really tend to stay away from legal issues or legal matters or anything like that. Um, I feel like everybody does need to have their own voice and their own platform in order to do that. Um, but at the same time, you need to be careful with your platform as well. At the same time, you know, I really think it's important, you know, especially on the podcast, because I can, yes, I can always go and come up and, and record another podcast and retract what I said, but it's always going to be there unless if I really want to delete the episode. But I, in this situation, I really wanted to make sure that, you know, I got all my information. But if you guys don't know the whole thing with Devontae Adams, he is now actually being charged um, as of as of today, at least as of today. He still has these charges for I want to say it's like a it's a misdemeanor. I want to say for like, um, I don't even know. I don't even know what the hell they would call it. But I think because it, it's not assault or anything like that. But I, cause I think it would have been a felony at that point. But um, they have it as a misdemeanor uh, for I don't know what it even would be. But um, anyways, he he does have charges on him in the in the, in the state of Can, of Kansas or Missouri or whatever the case is. Now he has and he has a court date and everything set up sometime in November. Now the thing is that it sounds like overall now his lawyers have kind of gotten to the point when when I say his, I mean it's the um, well Devonte Adams and the cameraman's lawyers. Sounds like they've already gotten to the point where they've just mentioned that they are willing to settle out of court and you know for. They just need to go in and talk about the dollar amount. And I really think it's just going to come down to all that. I, I, I just think that it came up to, you know, somebody got into this guy's ear and said, like, hey, dude, literally what the, the best wide receiver in the league just pushed you, knocked you down. You need to go in and talk to a lawyer, you know, blah, blah. They probably got in his ear and started convincing him that this is what he needed to do. Now, Unfortunately, the, the guy probably cut all ties when it comes down to the NFL because he's cameraman for the NFL. But, uh, you know, regardless of the fact that um, the guy is just going to come out with some money and, you know, whatever amount of money that he chooses or that they agree upon, was, it had to be enough in order for him to go in and do all this, you know. But overall, we'll see what happens. Um, I really don't think that much is going to happen to Devontae Adams. The, the NFL has already said that. As long as um, the case is still open, that they're really not going to be uh, any kind of repercussions or any kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, any kind of punishment or anything like that towards Devontae Adams. So I guess we'll just see what happens. But um, overall, though, the guys, overall, guys, the prediction that I have for that Sunday game with the Raiders and the Texans, I think the Raiders should be able to come up with the victory. I'm hoping that it's going to be a pretty easy victory. One where they can actually going to come up with uh, all four all four quarters at least scoring a touchdown or so, and just overall just being able to you know kind of get it over with and and just start building some momentum for them, you know because they do have a little bit of a lighter schedule coming up. But that's one of the things that you can't look forward to. You just have to go and take it one one game at a time, and um, you know hopefully that's what the Raiders do. But talking about one game at a time here, guys, the Lakers have been playing one game at a time. And unfortunately, they both have been coming up in in, in losses. <laughs> but the the Lakers were in action last night, going up against the Clippers. It was an unfortunate loss, one hundred three to one or one hundred three to ninety seven. Lakers ended up playing a pretty damn good game, honestly, guys. Um, in my opinion, it was more of the the Clippers. They let the Lakers 
and, and I know it sounds a little bit bad when I say it like that, but they did they let the Lakers kind of hang around for a little bit. Um, they didn't really shut them out, or they didn't really take them out at the time that they should have. I believe they had a 16-point lead at one, at one point before the second half, um, or before the halftime. Lakers ended up crawling their way back, ended up tying it at the end. I think it was tied at 56. Then from there, third quarter, I believe Clippers get out to a pretty good lead, lead at one point. Uh, Lakers had a three-point lead at one point, but the Clips, I think, at one point had an eight-point lead at the end of the third. Um, and then, unfortunately, they lost there just uh, by six at the end. You know, the, the Lakers overall, though, were competing the entire time. It's not like they were completely out of it. Even when they had that 16-point um, deficit, you saw that the Lakers were able to claw their way back. In my opinion, honestly, you start to see, you're starting to see, I mean, I know it's only two games, but you're starting to see the, the overall look that Darvin Ham wants out there. You're starting to see the players that he wants out there, and you start to see why overall. Overall, in my opinion, though, I'm really liking the way that the team's playing. They play fast. They play with a lot of pace. They like to get out. They shoot the three ball a lot. They open up things in order for them to go in and get to the rim. Uh, it's one of the best things that you can do for Anthony Davis, for uh, LeBron James, of course, for Russell Westbrook. It is one of the best things that you can do. A lot, Honestly, for a lot of the players, you got to see that Lonnie Walker um, definitely likes to go towards the rim a lot. He can finish in all kinds of different ways. I think he even had one of those uh, nice little under the basket uh, finish with some English kind of kind of looks. Now, I know I mentioned a few different players there. And just to talk about LeBron, LeBron in his 20th season, dude is still able to come up with those big time blocks. He had two of those. I think I thought it was absolutely incredible to go ahead and see that this dude was, able, was still able to do stuff like that in his 20th season. Um, dude is absolutely winning every, all these battles with Father Time every time that he's out there in that floor. And I'm super excited that his next game, I get to go out there and I get to see him. It, it's it's going to be one of the one of the better games that I get to attend just because similar to how people always talk about with Kobe. You know, I talked I mentioned a few times, you know, people always said, you know, or Kobe always mentioned that he always wants to go out there and play because he never knows when somebody is, is out there watching me for the first time. And he's like, and if they spend all that money to go and watch me play, you know, so it, it is it, it is coming to me in a full, full fruition in a way, I guess. And, uh you know, being able to go and then go to my first Laker game, being able to see LeBron and being able to see Anthony Davis, all these guys that I, you know, this whole Lakers squad, but those two guys in particular, it's super excited to go and see them. Uh, just excited to be inside of um, formerly Staples Center, now Crypto Arena. But uh, again, super excited for that. But I'll talk to you guys all about that at the end. Now, just to go ahead and stop going on a crazy tangent here. I mentioned a few different players. Uh, Russ, we'll talk about him. I know a lot of people want to talk all, all this mess about him because he went 0 for 11. I think it's like his fourth, fourth time not making a single field goal. It's his, I think, second time going this bad or something like that. I don't really care. And I know some of you guys are like, oh, my God, Richard, what the hell are you talking about? You don't care. I really don't. I really think that at some point he's going to get it together. Either that or it's going to come, our push is going to come to shove and they're going to come up with a trade. I know it's kind of messed up to kind of break it down like that, but I really do think it's going to come down to one or two things because he's been making some adjustments. 
He's uh, playing a lot better when it comes down to playing on the defensive side. You know, we got to see that when he was playing, um, uh, when he was playing or, or guarding Kawhi Leonard, he was actually playing some really good defense on him. He came up with a couple steals. Yeah, I think he got him to travel one time or something like that. So you got to see that Russ, he he's trying. Um, and overall, I mean, if he's still trying, I mean, he's he's taking open shots. You know, you can't you can't be mad at the dude for taking open shots, even though people gasp or, or say, oh, or groan or whatever the case is. I, I really think that's messed up, by the way. Um, the dude's the dude's a Laker, you know, regardless of the fact he, he wears a Laker jersey. You know, he, even though even though what he said, what he said uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of last season, regardless, the dude's still a Laker. And I don't think it's right for people to be groaning and, and whatnot and are going or going ugh or whatever the case is anytime that he takes a shot. But again, it is what it is. But uh, I really think it's going to come down to him and the rest of the team, because the team overall, I think, what did they say on, on the broadcast? It was like 19 of 84 from from three pointers in the past two games. They just need to keep on shooting them. That's all it is, I really think. If they keep on shooting them, eventually they'll start going down or they're eventually going to bring in players that can, you know, that can make those. It is really just going to come down to whether Darvin Ham still values what that player in particular, whatever player it is, you know, if they value more of what they're able to do rather than not being able to shoot or rather than shooting three-pointers because... I think that was the main thing when it came down to Russ and his uh, and everything else except for shooting. He was playing really well. He was passing the ball well. I know he had a couple turnovers, but I don't think it was as many as, as the first game. And that's just kind of maybe first couple games of the year. You have to go ahead and, you know, finally tune everything. You know, you have to get back into the rhythm of things, you know. But regardless of the fact that I really just think that it's going to take some time in order for him to go in and get things going. Uh, the other players that I mentioned, I believe I mentioned Lonnie, Lonnie Walker. This guy's super, super athletic. I can't believe that this dude um, is on the team. I think he's going to make an excellent, uh, you know, probably like a six man. But I think he was actually starting, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know who if the dude, the dude was able to come up with 20 points. If he's able to do that on a consistent basis or even it doesn't have to be 20 points, but even if it's somewhere 12 and up or 15 and up, that, that's a, that's a victory every game right there for him. <laughs> you know, when it, it's a small, like, you know, small victories, you know, for himself every single game, if he's able to get around there, um, especially because on, on how competitive and how active he is on the defensive side, you get to see that this dude provides a lot for this team overall. I'm just really excited that we ended up picking him up. He he shows a lot of great awareness. You know, when he had that uh, alley-oop up to uh, Anthony Davis, you know, it's a, plus it's a great thing to go and have a guy like Anthony Davis that's able to go way, way, way up there for an alley-oop. But you get to see a lot of bright things from uh, Lonnie Walker. You know, you get to see a lot of energy out of him. He's one of those kind of a players that once he, if he makes a three, he makes a... He dunks the ball or something like that. Like, he caught a nice alley-oop as well. Um, you know, he brings a lot of energy to the team, and it kind of pumps everybody up. You know, it gets everybody pumped up in the stadium, but everybody pumped up on the team as well. You know, so you got to see a lot of great things from him overall. Uh, another great another player that I saw a lot of great things from was Juan Toscano Anderson, or JTA. If um, you guys are not too familiar with him, he actually got his ring on, uh, what was it, Tuesday night. 
on Tuesday night against the Warriors. He ended up getting his uh, championship ring. Uh, so he was on the Warriors squad last season. Uh, dude played a pretty damn big role when it came down to that team. And the dude played a pretty big role in this game. He was one of the big bright spots for the Lakers as well. You get to see that this guy, he knows how to play with the star. He knows how to, you know, cut at the right time. He knows how to defend well. He knows how to be able to, you know, I think he was locking up Paul George, I think, at one point. Uh, you know, dude, dude just overall has everything you want from a guy like him. You know, he, he like I mentioned, he defends well. He knows how to pass the ball. He knows how to go ahead and play on the team with stars he knows how to go ahead and and timely cut he knows how to finish at the basket he is not the best three-point shooter in the world or anything like that i know he had i think uh close to an air ball or if, it, if anything it grazed the rim um from the corner but that's i don't think that's overall not why we got him you know in my opinion but it is what it is when it comes down to that uh to the shooting Again, as I mentioned, it's, I mean, LeBron even said it, that they're not a team that's built to shoot. And you get to, you, you saw that overall, you know, but it is, again, it's going to come down to whether if the team, uh, you know, Darvin Ham and management, if they want to go ahead and make any kind of moves that are going to improve the shooting. But they have to also understand that if they're making any kind of moves, if these guys provided defensive help or anything like that, you're gonna most you're gonna you're either gonna see if it's gonna work in your favor or not. You know, it's one of I guess it's one of those things that you know as as these GMs and everything or these president of basketball operation guys, you know, with um, Rapalinka, you have to wait and see if the if these guys are actually gonna make any kind of moves you have to wait and you know you have to make those decisions you have to go and weigh out those things but hey that's why we don't get paid those big bucks right <laughs> but uh overall though guys i'm super happy with the outcome at, uh, with the lakers i know they came out with the loss but hey i thought that the clippers were gonna probably wipe the floor with us to be honest with you now of course with the lebron and ad uh led team there's always a fighting chance but I mean, no, it's either it's either going to come down to one of two things. If they start knocking down these point, these three pointers, you're going to see a difference overall with the team. But I'm hoping that um, myself and my wife being out there on Sunday against the Trailblazers will probably bring them some uh, some good luck or something like that, and we'll hopefully that'll be their first victory. But um, I, I'm pretty much just going to wrap up the podcast from here, though, guys. Hope you guys have a great Friday. I, I really took this one a little bit longer than I kind of thought. But I do hope you guys have a great Friday. Hopefully, you got, hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. We'll do a um, you know post game on both the Raiders and the and the Lakers since they'll be both underway on Sunday. But until next time, guys, hope you guys have a great day, great weekend. Talk to you guys later. Peace.